the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And you might be wondering why we're playing that old British song that probably few people even remember the words to, but it's in honor of our special guest this week. Uh, she's back. <laughs> uh, the incomparable, the courageous, the indefatigable. Katie Hopkins is joining us, and we are for the first time, and I'm back for the first time out of my underground bunker and back in studio because Katie wanted to come in and actually be in studio. How quaint, <laughs> instead of doing this the new way over Zoom. So we're pleased to have her. You've been grumbling at me all morning as a yeah. result because I forced you to actually physically dress yourself and yeah. appear as a, a regular human being. Yeah, I had to had to take a shower, yeah. all to get dressed, and wear pants, and all those <laughs> and all those things that I would never, never haven't had to do for six months. All Imagine. I can say is thank God because yeah, over those Zoom calls, Greg, it's been kind of interesting with Greg not being entirely clothed. <laughs> what goes on beneath the desk yeah. is no one else's business. It stays beneath the desk. That's what Bill stays Clinton said. Beneath the desk. <laughs> Oh, I said Greg is on fire <laughs> this morning. Uh, no, I do. I do rather. I am a, a bit of an old battle axe. I know you boys uh, know that already um, in every regard. But I, I am a bit of a battle axe for um, suggesting that we do things the way we used to, because I think we have to lead from the front in this ridiculous hoax that is the coronavirus lockdown and the nonsense of face masks and the rest of it. Um, and I think leading by the front means getting back into the places we used to be. And I also think our listeners deserve it. Like, you can't beat having two humans or three humans or however, 100, 200 humans in a room. Like, it's an awesome thing. And I think listeners can hear the difference. And, and for the small amount of time it takes to get here, I think it's so important. So that's why I've battle-axed your little American ass into the studio this morning. Yeah, my arm is still sore from, from, <laughs> from, 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 it, from it being twisted. I know, I know. It was more like, yes, we're going into studio. But on the same you were, you were just telling me on the way over here is you had just done an event with Pastor Tim Thompson yes. last night, yes. on Wednesday night. And how refreshing it was to have all these people and kids oh. running around and noise. and It was. And, you know, I was sat in his office and I was like, what is that? What is that? You know, when something's not bothering you, but there's something and you're... And you can't and you can't work out if it's something you've forgotten or something you didn't do or someone you upset or what. And uh, that wouldn't happen to you. It happens to me. And uh, and I realized what it was, was the noise in the background. I was hearing it and wondering kind of not what it was, but I hadn't heard that noise for for well since March. And it's the hubbub of life of ladies laughing and children crashing around and giggling and men talking and music and chairs scraping it was the hubbub of the church with 100 150 people in it all just just having a great time and that to me was a real moment of realizing you know how sometimes we we know we've lost certain freedoms like my kids haven't been in school for six months my your parents are friends. Some of them still won't leave their homes because they're afraid. Uh, the nonsense of face masks. Um, we've had these freedoms taken, but there's freedoms that have been taken from us that we don't even know have been taken. And one of those is the noise of the hubbub and the joy of being together. And Pastor Tim spoke about it specifically last night that, you know, it's written that we are supposed and pastors are supposed to bring people together there's a biblical word that he quoted that I won't try and uh, and what a great thing just to see people in that room 
you know, smiling away and being perfectly fine, of course. But just, um, yeah, so that's sort of my become my secondary mission here in America is to bring people together because there's a lot of people who walk into a room or a garden or whatever, see 200, 250 people and you just see their little smiles and their little shoulders go down and they go, oh, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And that that's a brilliant thing. Yeah, I love it. But people are really... You see, you see people driving in their cars, hmm. wearing their masks. I know. Or I saw this couple the uh, one day, and they were out walking their dog. No one else... You couldn't see... There was no one else walking anywhere you could see in visual range, but they were both wearing uh, their masks. Is this is it. And the thing is, you know, my view on this is not to knock anyone that chooses to do that. And, you know, that's their decision, and that's how they want to walk their dog, and that's absolutely their choice. And in the same way that I'd like freedom to make my choices, their choices perfectly fine. It doesn't affect me, actually. But um, I think there's a couple things on it. One thing is this way that the government and officials of the state have pushed fear into a population. And that's a very strange thing to do. And I think the second thing also is that our job, I think, is to lead people out of that um, by being encouraging and positive. So I was in a, a lift the other day. You would call it an elevator. And as I got in, I had no mask on. And a gentleman said, oh, is it safe to come in? And I think by that he was sort of meaning, are you putting your mask? Or maybe he just saw me and thought, hell, I ain't getting in there with that thing. And I said, oh, well, you can do what you want, but I'm not a believer, so I don't wear a mask. And he went, actually, I'm not a believer either and took his mask off. And so that to me, and that's all he took off in the elevator. And it turns out he's a Trump supporter as well. Uh, and you were telling me well, that. That's a key. That's a key political entree. Yes. Are they yes. wearing a mask? Yes. And if you take yours off if with their permission and you say, actually, I'm sorry, but I'm just not a believer in this. That to me is the entry point of finding out you've got Trump supporters around you. And it's worked consistently now in many, many different places. We can talk about it later in lifts, in Ubers, in the USPS. I have to read that. The post office yesterday, same thing. When I put it down and say I'm not a believer, uh, then I get the confessional and then it turns out we're also Trump supporters. So it's been a really good device. Now, there is a, well, there's there a, is a, there's a stra- excuse me, Greg, there's yeah. a strategy, a stratum of our population that actually blindly follows whatever it is they're told with a tremendous amount of ignorance. Getting gas the other day at a gas station, a car pulls up to me with loud rap music playing. The individual driving this car, I finally looked over just to see who was driving the car, and he's sitting there with the door open, with a mask on, smoking a cigarette in a gas station. On the, in the, and I looked at him, and over his music, I said... You're smoking a cigarette in a gas station with a mask on. And he looks at me and goes, so <laughs> there, there, there unfortunately is a portion of our population that's been dumbed down so far. When you talk about rights, they don't understand when they're what their rights are, let alone when they've lost them. And they're they're part of what is happening. You know, you're sent you're, you're talking about a sense of community and hearing voices. That's the worst thing for a socialist. This sense of community that is being removed from us right now, I believe, is on purpose. You probably see what's going on in Australia. Given your global look at what's unfolding, do you think that this is part of what the globalists are trying to do in politicizing this entire pandemic? Yes, absolutely. I think this is a... uh globally coordinated and structured takedown of Western democracies um, an ultimate power grab that they'll push until the point that there's proper pushback and that hasn't happened yet and that and the typical socialist model is you push you push you push till you get that pushback and they still don't have it and that's why now is the time for people to pick a side and now is the time for people to push back. And that cannot be pushing back at the little man. And I mean that really sweetly and politely. But if you're someone on the checkout or someone operating something asking you to wear a mask, you put the mask on and you make their life as easy as you can. 
but we have to start pushing back, opening up. It's why I was with Pastor Tim standing there saying, I am not afraid of the government. I will open this church. This is where we start the pushback. And this is why it matters that we all do that. And we try and lead the way politely where there is power. Uh, and I think it's the only way that we're going to win. There was a uh, there was an international poll that was done. And this, this poll asked two questions. This is the UK, USA, Germany, Sweden, and France. How many people in your country have gotten coronavirus COVID? Then how many people have died from it? And by factor, so how many people have died? In the UK, the polling estimate was seven, it was 100 times higher than the official figure. In the US, it was 225 times the official figure. In Germany, it was only 30, it was, only, it was 300 times, I'm sorry, 300 times. Sweden, 100%. France, 100 times higher than what the actual figure is. So the, so the media has very effectively, in ways that you have never seen with anything, they, they try to hype all these climate change, whatever, ozone layer, whatever it is, this chemical or that chemical, and scare people with it. But nothing has been, has been remotely as effective as the threat of a disease. Because people are just, is there something, yes. something about a disease? Yes. You can catch it yourself. So it's the ultimate, you know, in economics, you have this thing of when there's a problem, so an externality, so something negative that affects everybody. One of the problems is you can't get people to pay for the negative thing. Let's say it's a lot of trash. If it's just scattered around the streets, it's hard to make people pay for it, this negative externality, because it's not you have no sense of individual responsibility. The thing they cracked when they produced Corona is they, they internalised the externality. They made it such that you personally cared because it could come for you. And so from a purely economic sort of modelling point of view, they cracked the code and they made that an internalised problem, which is why you've seen it, um, you know, be, be used so effectively on the on the widest possible population. Um, and I also think that this, and you're seeing it this morning on the news, this, this very slick, uh, almost like a magician's, a sorcerer, the, the sleight of hand, where the curve, we must flatten the curve, the death rate, the death rate, that, that number changed, didn't it, to deaths became cases, cases. And now it's all about the cases. And of course, everyone's getting this stuff and it's absolutely no problem at all. And they're just bobbing about, OK, I may be positive, but I'm just a case. But they want you to now think that cases are the same as deaths, right. like an interchangeable notion. Or that cases mean you're sick. Yeah, or that you're lying on the floor, you know, gasping right. for breath. And they've just had the rock. And it's funny, we talked about this, how they pick a personality or a celebrity. When they need a bit of oomph in the media, they find a celebrity who's got it. And funnily enough, out comes the rock and all of his family have got it. And his line to camera, despite looking perfectly physically fit with the rock does, uh, was, this has been the most traumatic time for my family. I really don't know that it has the rock, really. Yes. I don't even believe that he's had it. But, you know, there we go. That, that, but isn't it funny how a celebrity pops up just when they need a little boost? Yeah, they, they all have to have separate swimming pools in his mansion. <laughs> yes. Yeah, his gym kit. <laughs> yes. They have to have separate gyms at this point. Yes. Yeah. His, his three-year-old daughter looked, yeah, really traumatized. Not. Yeah. Well, let's take a break here sure. and hear from our sponsor, and then maybe we'll tell your, your, the, the story of what you had to do to get here yes. on the, for, for, the, for, the, for this trip after this word from Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs both residential and commercial. We'll back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 10126583. Arizona NMLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 31990. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity. AM 590. 
the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office in the entire country, you private citizens out there. And joining us right now is someone who has been blazing trails on a brand new social media platform called Parler. And if you're not familiar with Parler, it is an alternative to Twitter. We see even President Trump getting uh, <laughs> getting censored on Twitter uh, when he's talking about the latest CDC numbers. I guess that's just too much truth for the uh, folks over at Twitter. You can follow our guest here on the United I Radio Show, Katie Hopkins, on Parlor at at KT Hopkins. Those are capital letters. I don't know if Parler's case sensitive, but it's capital K, capital T, capital H, Hopkins. And she is with us now and apparently had to run the gauntlet in order to get into the country. Um, there is a travel restriction or was, and somehow you managed to find your way around the planet and be able to get into America despite that. Tell us about how you got into America so those of us that might want to get out one day know that, know how to reverse engineer that path. <laughs> That's funny, Don. And also, people have been asking me, because since I put out a video explaining that I was now in the States and, and, and how I uh, broke through the Brit ban, uh, a lot of people have been in touch and blessed them. You know, they've got a mother or a sister or they're desperate to see someone or maybe someone's poorly, you know, and they haven't been able to get across. Mm. So real issues for families. Um, so I'm fortunate in the sense that I had a, a media visa, but that actually does doesn't get me into the States at the moment. You're not allowed in with the visa I have. Um, so instead of going from A to B, from England to the States, I went to where I could go. And the only place at that time, because they shut down France, Italy, Spain, war, uh, was Barbados. And, and Barbados still had flights to LA. So I was like, OK, brilliant. I'll go to Barbados. I'll sit it out. And then I'll get a flight to L.A. And this will work perfectly. Uh, whilst I was in Barbados, they cancelled down the flights to L.A. So leaving me in Barbados, just in Barbados. And in order to get into Barbados, I'm not allowed there as a Brit either without going through testing at the airport. So I had to have a, a COVID test at the airport with the nasal swab whilst mm. you're sat in an airport terminal. It's really peculiar and not something I enjoy. Uh, you can wait at the airport for 12 hours to get that result or... You can go into isolation. So I went into isolation for 48 hours and then I went into quarantine for 14 days. Uh, you have to ring the Barbados Ministry of Health and Wellness, which I really love that um, the name of that group, every, uh, twice a day with your temperature readings. And by the end of that 14, 15 days isolation quarantine ringing in, you get a certificate to say that you passed and that you've become a COVID you're COVID negative. And so I had that in my little backpack when I managed to get on a, uh, one of the only, there's one per week flight from Barbados to New York, mm. hopped on that flight. And then, um, and I didn't know what would happen the other end. You know, when I got into the immigration queue uh, line, sorry, line, I didn't know what would happen, whether they would let me in, whether they would reject me. The two ladies in front of me got taken off by an officer with his plastic folder. And I know what that means because I've had that experience. They put all your documents in a plastic folder and you get walked off to the little room for questioning. Uh, and I, so I saw two girls and I thought, oh, here I go. Uh, but then I got there, explained why I was here uh, to help tell the stories of the election. And uh, they saw my media visa, saw that I had my negative certificate, and they said, welcome to the United States. At which point I got to the luggage carousel, and then I started, like, I was so, I was, like, overwhelmed with, like, a sort of emotion, like I made it, and, you know, I, I guess relief, maybe. And so I had this little celebration at the luggage carousel going, yes, yes, yes. And then I realised I looked like I'd been smuggling heroin. So I, looked, I was like, OK, now play it cool. Play it cool. They're going to come take your suitcase. Yeah, chill out. They didn't check my suitcase. All right, yeah. No, no, I was expecting like the sniffer dog to come running over, like I'm coming from Barbados and I'm celebrating that my luggage has arrived. So that's the story. But even now, I mean, it's a one-way ticket. I don't know when I'm going home. I didn't know where I was going next. 
I had people saying they would run events and, and it's just worked out so beautifully and many thanks to Greg and the Tea Party here uh, for hosting me here and, and that's all I'm trying to do really is bring people together and show that the time for asking permission is over and the time for taking permission is here and that when we're together we remember what we missed. I saw your video from the beach in Barbados. So if you have to spend four, 15 days in quarantine, that's probably that's the not, not, the, not the worst place to, be, to spend. Hey, believe me, I'm not, I'm not talking up how, how dreadful it was. I was not. I mean, I did have a bit of a Tom Hanks moment because I'm there on my own. No other tourist has obviously gone through what I've gone through because you just wouldn't bother. You just wait. Most people are waiting for holidays or can't afford them right now, right? And so I was going to get this little coconut and dress him up with a little face so I had someone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I mean, Barbados, so beautiful, beautiful water, beautiful people. And their leader, actually, a female a leader, politician, is so forward thinking. She's realised that people of Barbados don't normally swim. Um, the elderly there don't swim. They bob about with these little floats. And mm. so every day on the beach, hundreds of Bajan children learning to swim in the beautiful blue sea. So, yeah, believe me, I'm not trying to play it up as hell on earth. Barbados has so much going for it, and I very much hope to return one day with a bit less testing and confinement. Maybe you know, after the election. <laughs> yeah. on, your, on your Facebook page, you may, uh, I should say on your parlor page, I'm looking at it, but I'm looking at actually another report about this woman in Australia mm. that got arrested for hosting a Freedom Day on Facebook right now. Instagram and Facebook in the United States are actually conducting surveys of conservatives, giving them the opportunity to shut down their accounts in return for payment, 10, 15, 20 bucks a day if you decide to shut your Facebook page down through the election. But this takes, you know, this takes things to a whole nother level for a Facebook post regarding a lockdown protest. Um, how far away do you think we are here in America? If people are willing to wear face masks in their cars, how far away are we, given your global perspective, from being in a place where we actually have authorities that will come arrest us for our social media antics? Yes, and we can never be far away from that. We were certainly already there in the UK before uh, corona before covid hit you know i had the police often at my door or have been arrested or taken into police cells for things i've posted on social media so um certainly in the uk we were already there uh corona has made it such that other countries have caught up a lot faster and have followed down a lot quicker and for clarity the lady that posted something she posted an invite to a not anti-lockdown but just a sort of celebration of being free at her own home and yeah police went into her home without a warrant to arrest her handcuffed her while she was pregnant in front of her little children a very distressing video and I think America the frightening thing for me is that we'd spend probably too much time I think you Greg Don and I would agree we spend up too much time talking to people who agree with us so we can feel safer than we are but the reality is that out there in the wilds of California, where Democrats uh, roam, uh, they're a very long way from where we, we think. They, they support this lockdown, they support the face masks, and they think this sort of thing, the police entering your home without a warrant, couldn't possibly happen in America. It absolutely could. I mean, how far away? If Newsom could, you not think he would have enforced that next level? What's Newsom's next step? It is yep. going to be these health regs, these new laws that pass, always pass through. They get pushed through in 24 hours before anyone can mm. realise what's gone through. And all of a sudden they have the right to enter your home, as in Australia and New Zealand right now. They have the right to enter your home without a warrant. They have the right to take you if they want and hold you in confinement. They have the right to separate you from your children and hold them separately to you. And they have a right to shut down your business without reason. Those are actual laws now in Australia and New Zealand. Zealand, how far realistically are Democrat-run states from bringing in something like that? Well, one of the big things that's coming is going to be the man is the, when they try to force the vaccine on us, and that's going to be that's going to be a big hullabaloo. And I know Virginia just passed a law or a regulation saying that they I think it was a regulation. Their, their health commissioner says I have the power to do it. I'm going to enforce it. And a lot of, see, a lot of this has come not by a legislature of a state passing a law, 
no, the way you would normally do it, and the governor signing the law. It's just it's come from health, quote unquote, health bureaucrats issuing edicts. Sometimes the governor's issuing edicts. And we're almost out of time for the segment, but um, is the same thing in UK? Are, are, is, is a lot of this is coming from bureaucrats issuing edicts. Yes, absolutely. And, and very briefly, what I've just seen this morning is this push coming, and it's linked to government information that I'm able to get a hold of, push for the winter flu vaccine. And I think what they're hoping to do is prepare people for mandatory COVID vaccine by doing this big information campaign for the winter flu. So I'm, I'm conscious that that's coming our way to prepare us for a mandatory vaccine. Hopefully we haven't offended Katie too much, and she will stick with us for the second half of Unite, i.e. radio. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that is accumulated in your bank account from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And, of course, playing the, uh, the British National Anthem, uh, God Save Our Gracious Queen. And the closest thing we have to one here is our guest today, Katie Hopkins. <laughs> oh, what do you mean, closest thing? You have like a life-size reinterpretation of the Queen. Yes. Well, probably more like Margaret Thatcher, to be fair. But, yes, God Save the Queen, and we really need to. Uh, you know, she's had... Really, she's been tested. I mean, she's been tested all her life. Goodness me, a 70... By her children. But Yeah, but uh-huh. exactly right. She's been tested all her life, 70-odd years on the throne, by wars, by destruction, by endless... By prim- crazy children. I mean, really been tested yeah. by crazy children. But that's really what it's come to. Endless prime ministers and whatever she's seen, but when it's come to it, the real test has been her own family, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. I mean, maybe that's true of... Maybe that's true of all of us. Maybe that's what makes her one of us, but... You know, Prince Andrew and his scandals. People will know, I'm sure, that Prince Andrew is allegedly uh, involved or somewhat involved with Epstein and the Now, just because on. he was photographed with an underage woman with a uh, Glenn, Gazelle, Glenn Maxwell <laughs> in the background, Does we shouldn't he? jump to any conclusions. <laughs> and his defence is that the girls were saying that he sweated a lot and his defence is that he just doesn't perspire. So I, I think that's rock solid. Like, you know... Uh, uh, you're from a legal background. Could think, you find a hole in that well, I think defense? Pre- I, I think he's perspiring now. <laughs> so, okay, so Prince Andrew, there we go. Park him for now. And then, of course, sparkly pants, Meghan Markle, who wafted into our royal palace, stole our favourite ginger prince and jetted him off to L.A., uh, and the land of Democrats and all of those who have no idea about real life and, and never really to be seen again other than to do particularly hurtful and harmful things to Her Majesty, to do particularly harmful and hurtful things to the royal family and, and its reputation and try to damage William and Kate, who is, of course, perfect in every way, uh, to d- try and damage them. So in terms of the damage that one woman 
can do. Meghan Markle must really be up for an award. And I see that they've just signed a multi-million, billion dollar Netflix deal. So I dread to think what we've got coming from that. And he used to be, he used to be the, guy, the, the, the guy. I mean, he was out I mean, you know, with the women. <sighs> he, he was a helicopter pilot in Afghanistan. Craig, he's basically you. He's everything every woman wants. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad somebody, for the first time in, in my life, has recognized that. You, you've been you've been trying to get that recognition across for decades. It's right. I know, yeah. right? He just that was uh, that was hard to get in, but I got it in there. I'm very proud of myself. But yes, look, Prince Harry was the best of us. He was a royal that didn't seem too royal. He was rough on the edges. He would be photographed naked in a pool in Vegas with a bevy of beauties balanced on his bits. I mean, brilliant. What a brilliant man. And, and in camouflage gear, running. I remember him on a BBC interview. He was giving the interview and then next minute he was running into his Apache helicopter. I mean, oh, gives me goosebumps just talking about it. I mean, really, too much for an old lady. Yeah. And, then, and then along comes the old Bint from LA and turns him into some you know, soy that no longer hunts animals, no longer eats meat, no longer has an opinion and is going to bring his kid up gender neutral and how does one woman have that power over a boy i mean i think look i think what the truth of this is and all ladies listening to you will know is that what prince harry needed was a mother and what he needed was to be loved and rightfully and truthfully and honestly he missed and misses his mother every day of his life and mm. and he thought he could maybe find that in Meghan markle and i feel p- badly for him that he was so duped by someone prepared to use him in that way. That's that's honestly how I feel. I think it's actually very cruel. And she was said to have worn Princess Lady Di's, uh, Princess Di, uh, uh, Princess Di's perfume to their first date. And I mm. find that deeply, deeply disturbing. Yeah, I find there's nothing like an Apache helicopter to pick up chicks. <laughs> Do you find that, Gregory, yes. as you zip about the California Absolutely, you know, you know, mountain Sports ranges. cars are okay, but no, there's nothing like an Apache helicopter. <laughs> Diving into the valleys. <laughs> yes. Picking up your latest target. Yeah, yeah. I just, so he was I just the best of us. Sorry, I can't Tom. get that image out of my brain that you just painted. Oh, which, I mean, which one? Which one, Donald? Well, the one right before the image you painted about Greg on a helicopter in his undies, um, the one Prince about Harry with a bevy of beauties. Yes. No, oh. with with his with this suitor in the form of uh, a Hollywood mogul wearing his mother's perfume as a way to win him over. I mean, I know the smell of my mother's perfume. I know what she wore. The last thing I want another woman to wear is my mother's perfume. Isn't that it? I think that's that is so, so, so that, scary. That's so disturbing. Isn't it disturbing? Because we know, you know, anybody who may have had, I don't know, surgery or maybe something with your brain or maybe you've been knocked unconscious, one of the things that you, you may not get your speech or your sight or something back straight away, uh, what, one of the strongest senses, as we know, is smell. You know, and, and for people that have yes. memory loss, it's actually music, isn't it? If you play music to dementia patients, they recall memories. And smell is like that. And and that's, I think, what she specifically did. She re- sort of recollected via smell feelings that he had. She knew for her his, customer. Yeah, you know, she is that calculating. And I think that's pretty dark. And I wonder, the poor boy is... You know, all of us love those boys. We, our picture of Harry and William is them walking behind their mother's coffin. You know, no one will ever, as a mother, I, I will always love those boys like any mother does for that picture. And the thought that someone would try to use that uh, love for their mother to manipulate her way in uh, is, I think, very dark indeed. What else is going on in UK? Well, Boris Johnson's disappeared. This my husband. You divorced Boris. him. You divorced no. him. I know. Thank you, Don, for the support. The love of my life. Love of my life. No. Uh, Boris has disappeared. I, I, he's, you know, I, yeah, okay, he had Corona, yeah, yeah, and he had a baby, yeah, yeah. But listen, we've all had. Boris babies. had a baby. He had another one. He had. A, like, he looks really good for just having had a baby. <laughs> how men do it i do not know how men do it they have these babies and the next day there they are he, back oh, he in lost shape. all that weight like right away <laughs> yeah i mean men, men can have babies now right men have babies and they just crack right yeah. on with it so boris had a baby and the the joke i guess is that we don't and we don't actually know it's not a hopkins joke we don't know how many babies boris has so um 
there, there was a, I'm trying to think what he called his baby. So there's another politician, uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg, the poshest man on the planet, and he has six children. And so he called his sixth child Sextus, which is, I believe, Latin for six, right? <laughs> so there's a joke that is, well, Boris couldn't call his kid Sextus because we don't know how many he's got. <laughs> and we genuinely don't. It's not known on Wikipedia or anything. So we don't know how many he has, but he had a new baby. But, you know, that's not a good enough excuse anyway. My personal view is... At some point, someone, something, money, power, someone, China, I don't know, got to Boris Johnson. He locked us down. He's kept us locked down. He's busted the economy. The British people went meekly into their homes and never came out. 20% unemployment and high streets and the city of London still empty. Mm. And Still empty. Still empty. Bringing, and oh he's, he's also allowing unrestricted influx of illegal aliens from France. Not stopping the boats that are coming over. Many of your listeners will have seen these little tiny inflatable dinghies, images of dinghies coming across. I mean, the, the distance from France to the UK, I don't know, it's probably probably the equivalent of your drive here this morning, right? It's like it's a very short distance. I'm trying to... It's about 20 miles, isn't it? Like it's short. Yeah, I'm trying to... Because we live in such a small, tiny place, right? So to, you can get in a rubber dinghy and come across from France to the UK, and that's what they're doing. And they're still coming every day, every day, 200, 250. That's the ones we're seeing. I mean, imagine all the rest. Then they could put up in nice hotels and give them full benefits. And The law is, the minute they put one foot onto the UK, they are owed accommodation, uh, they go straight to hotels, they are given an income, £45 a week, um, they are given health care, they can demand legal help, uh, and they are given food, and that's, they're giving that all in town centres, all in hotels. You know the sorts of hotels we might stay in? They're put in those places, places we would think would be like a treat. British people are locked down. That's it. Where's my about- damn dinghy? Yeah, <laughs> this sounds like a good deal to me. Where, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. These are hotels that were on TripAdvisor that British people would see it as, a, you know, if you were going to do something as a little night out, you might go to one of those hotels. That's where we put our... You know, African asylum, well, they're not asylum seekers, African illegals. So don't ask me where Boris has gone. Frankly, I'm divorcing him. And unless he makes Brexit happen, which we should leave with no deal in December, if that falls through, I I don't, Mm. I don't even, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah, where is Brexit? What's happening with Brexit? Supposedly, the last election in, in December of nineteen in December of nineteen yeah. is Boris wins. The Conservatives win this big victory. So, aha! For now, we can, that was, yeah. now we, we can now do Brexit. What's what's happening? Yeah. Well, I just had an egg over easy and an English muffin for Brexit. <laughs> Don't start twiddling those words around because once we get breakfast instead of Brexit, we're stuck oh, for the rest oh, of Brexit. this. Oh, so, Brexit. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So the idea was, yeah, Boris 12th of December gets a massive majority, fills the House with uh, good, decent Conservatives who've sworn they're blind, they'll push Brexit through. That happens. And he says, right, a year from now, we're out. You give us a deal, don't give us a deal, we're gone. So that's December 2020. Mm. My wow. gut says, if he messes with that, that's, it's, it's over. They, I believed when Corona came, that was them coming for Brexit, just like they came for Trump, just like they came for Salvini, just like they came for all the populists that were on the rise. I assumed that that's what they were going to try and take, was Brexit. And the left certainly smelt blood in the water at that point as well. And you said that the Labour has a new more... The, oh, la- yes. the, last, the last guy was like Bernie Sanders. Oh, yes. That's exactly what we had. We had Bernie Sanders before. And what they've come back with now, in this, they've bought time and they've bought themselves Tony Blair uh, version two. So younger, uh, in a suit, smart, sharp, white, white shirts, very, very trim, quite good looking. You know what I mean? Very good on camera is what I'm trying to say. And very acceptable, centrist, uh, very pleasing to the metropolitan elite. They love him. He's their perfect candidate. So that's what they've done as well. They've cleansed themselves of our Bernie and they have mm. reformed themselves in the shape of someone who is very electable indeed. But let me guess, they really haven't changed what they really think. They haven't changed what they really think and the extreme left is still there. But the minute Labour get in, that's Brexit over. So unless they push through this leave without a deal, Brexit could, still could be overturned. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, let's let's pause here, and um, when we come back, we were, we were talking in the car coming over here, 
is the decline is what never mind the election, but what's happening with Western civilization and is it going to survive? That was, your, that was your chat in the car, and mine was, let's make sure we end on a positive. Okay. So that's the challenge. And you, and you can... We'll whip it back. Yes. After this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. And Katie's nodding her head. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United England Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office in the entire country. And if you want to follow our guest on her new social media platform, she's migrated, it looks like, pretty successfully over to Parler, P-A-R-L-A-R. If you're not on it, you can get on it and you can follow Katie Hopkins at at KT Hopkins. On the Parlor platform, wow, three hundred forty-eight thousand followers already, Katie. That's uh, is, Thanks, that must be one of the biggest uh, numbers on Parlor. Yeah, I, I being think, that it's relatively new. Yeah, it's not it's not too shabby. So P A R L E R for people oh, that want to, no no no, it makes no difference. I just uh, rearticulating P A R L E R, and I'd love to see people there. It's where I post all the content, all my videos from from skid row from pastor tim last night me rambling on in the street when i have a a moment that i want to rant and rage so yeah um, my followers from twitter were really kind and um you were kicked off twitter so twitter cancelled your account they cancelled me without warning or reason they didn't send me any notification they went straight to cnn the bbc uh all of the left-wing press with it uh who obviously celebrated uh but it did begin something of a twexodus so there was this idea that you know when I left a whole bunch of people left or at least came across to join Parley and and the Parley team it's a guy called John the Matz. French Parley. Parley oui c'est ça exact. Uh, John Matz he um, has been really welcoming and is trying to do something that isn't just for the right at all he just wants to make it a platform where people aren't censored um, so yes please do come across there if you can. I also I also I, I, Gab is a better platform the parlor has more of the Clunky. more more of the name people but i think i think actually gab is mm. the is the better platform from a technical perspective but what i wanted to talk about was this i said before the 2016 election that even if donald trump wins and even if the republicans control both houses of congress which they did we are still losing for basic strategic factors of mass immigration, mass indoctrination in the government-run schools and universities and in, in pop culture. And our side has almost categorically refused to address any of those three basic strategic factors. And same thing applies now. Let's say best possible result of this coming election is Donald Trump gets reelected, Republicans hold a majority in the Senate, and get, re- regain control of the House. All of those same factors are still operational. And I think that if there's ever an honest history of this time written, historians will puzzle about how the ruling class that have done so well in this system have turned against the values since the civilization and principles that produced unprecedented in human history, prosperity, opportunity, human rights, equality, freedom, self-government, scientific progress. And they've all and they've, they've turned against this amazing system, not perfect, but better than anything that has ever come before it in human history. And it's like, I don't, I don't understand it. Do you have any? I mean, because the same thing's happening in the UK, maybe a little bit further along the the path. Yes, but I like listening to you. Um, so I think uh, listening to you talk like that, I think it's. You know, those are such honest things that you're saying that come straight from your 
the heart of who you are. And I, I really, I, that's why I shut up for a minute. I do sometimes be quiet. Did you notice? Yeah, I, I, you're more befuddled than anything else. No, well, that's just my, <laughs> that's just my, that's my listening face, Greg. That's yeah. different to my befuddled face. Yeah. I, yes. I, I've never seen that listening face in a woman before. <laughs> Well, you should wear your underwear more often. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do think... See, look, we've gone straight to positivity and optimism. <laughs> yes. We're good as a little trio. Us. Um, I do think, you know, the UK is a, a fine example in a dark way of how you fall down that road. You know, what's amazing is that after uh, achieving Brexit and the, that, you know, that day, 17.4 million people coming out from nowhere and making me feel like Britain was still there when I've been doubting for so long. That was an amazing... And then on the 12th of December, again, coming out, people that voted Labour, Democrat, all their lives coming out voted with Boris because it was the right thing to do. So you keep getting these powerful reminders that our side is still there, but you just can't hear them. But you know that against those big punching moments of a Trump win, of Brexit, of Boris winning, the backdrop, the, the slope is sloping away from us. And and that is a irreversible and downward trajectory. That it's not irreversible. It mm. is not. Every one of those factors I mentioned can be changed, can be reversed, but no one's trying, or mm. practically no one's trying. Yeah, we're trying. You and me and Don and others. Uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe we I, the, so we got told the other day that there was a meteor. Did you receive that news? There was a meteor that was going to come close to Earth. And I was like, oh, please let it hit. <laughs> let it be over. But um, I think the thing for us is demographics. And that's the, that's the, the issue for the UK, which is different from America, is that by 2030, Muslim births outnumber births to all other and by 2040, I'm a minority in my own land and I'm already a minority in London, Luton, Bradford, Leicester, Birmingham. I could go on. Um, and the point of that isn't that anybody is a good or bad person. It's just that my country does fall to Islam. And if you look at primary school intake this semester, this September, 72% uh, of London primary schools are Muslim intake. So I'm rapidly becoming uh, outbred in my own land. And what that means is we will see uh, the rise of Sharia law. We'll see the rise of Muslim police associations, housing associations, and the power will fall away uh, from the right. So yes, we're down a dark path. And I think what's one of the very interesting um, models to look at is South Africa, where whites are down to 3%. And they are looking at making a last stand at regrouping to an area of a country they can defend. And what's so interesting in America, of course, is what no one's talking about on the news, it's bizarre, is the mass movement of people that's silently underway in America. Every Californian is either going to Arizona or Nevada or they're pushing back maybe to Texas, but that's going blue. Pushing back. Pu that current of people is so strong here. And I think what we're going to see in the next five to ten years is a mass movement of per uh, conservatives looking to have a stronghold state or states that we can defend. Now, that may be you talk, you talk about the movement of people. Moving vans in New York are now a thing. You see them all over the place because of people wanting to uh, get out. I don't blame the folks that are crossing from Africa into lands they perceive that will provide them with a, a better living. I mean, I, I kind of get that. What I don't get are the People who live in those places who are what I call the thank you, sir, may I have another people, the ones that are willing to just get completely whipped by um, and, and destroy their uh, their culture um, by allowing this to happen. I, I don't understand those people, the ones that are accepting this. <laughs> And saying, you know, this is great. Let's uh, let's just have another uh, round of all of this rubbish. I can't explain that one. Maybe you can. Yeah, and I think it's self protection always. And I notice we're we're headed to the end of your lovely show. But I, I think it's self protection. It's the same rationale as the guy when the diners were being attacked in D.C. Uh, as they sat to eat their meals outside, and the Black Lives Matter mob, mostly white kids, uh, descended. There was a guy. There was a lady who was attacked, and she tried to stand her ground, and she didn't put her 
her wrist up or her fist mm. up in salute. And a guy next to her, a white guy with a moustache, not looking at you, Greg, uh, put his fist up. And you know what? He didn't put his fist up because he was with the mob. He didn't put his fist up because he was Black Lives Matter. He put his fist up to defend himself in the sense of to self-preservation. And what we have to ask our listeners to do and all of us to do is that we aren't going to be that. It's, self it's too late for self-preservation. Now is the time to stand. And if the mob comes when you're dining, just stand. Because when we stand, even just the physical act of standing makes us encourage others to do the same. And that's what I've seen when I've been here. And that's why I'm so positive and enthusiastic is that as I go about the place, as we make these small stands, taking your mask off and, and enabling someone else to do it, uh, letting someone know you're a Trump supporter and then them saying, I'm a Trump supporter too. Uh, we make that stand and, and it's glorious to see. Is there enough of that? And we, sh and we, sh and we shall see, but you've, you've seen this is that there are, there are people that there are the Trump supporters and they don't you would never by looking at them or what they do or how they appear. You would never imagine that they that they are Trump supporters. I just there's a video and I just saw and one of those scenes in the video, there's this really tall bikes, especially made bike. And this woman is has a Trump sign and this woman is pedaling this thing by. She has purple hair, but she's you know, she's she is a Trump supporter. Yes. And that, and that was the same for me yesterday in the USPS reading, United States Post Service. The gentleman had a blue mohawk. You know a mohawk? What are they called in America where you have your hair all stuck up on the end? It's a mohawk. Okay, good. It's a mohawk. Uh, good. <laughs> check in, check in, tomato, tomato. You never know with you crazy guys. Um, blue mohawk. And then when we got chatting and I took my and then I had to reprimand a, mem uh, a, a member of the public who came in and was rude to one of the staff in there. And I so I gave the lady my thoughts on her being rude to a member of staff. And uh, and then I said, well, I'm not big on masks. And he said, no, well, I'm not a believer. And I went, well, actually, I'm a massive Trump supporter. And he went, so am I. And that's a guy with a blue mohawk in the USPS service. And uh, and that's the joy of this thing is I don't think then we're just talking to people who were Trump supporters at all. I think these are new Trump supporters that we're helping to bring across. And I think the masks, uh, the Governor Newsom's lockdown. I think people being rude to people in stores just because they've been locked down and they had no one else to take it out on. Get a grip of yourselves and have some respect. And so we're going to win this thing. And, and Governor Newsom and his masks may well be the very tool that helped put Donald Trump back in the White House. From your it's, lips to God's ear, as my, my Jewish friends say. Or that my fat is, friends say, from my lips to my hips. <laughs> <laughs> And that is all the time we have this week on Unite IE Radio. Tune in next week for another exciting edition. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California, ID number 1016. Arizona, NMLO license number 092639. Branch, NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding, Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity. AM 590, the answer.